take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. Welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Please check us out online at couplesynergy.com or on Facebook and Instagram at couplesynergy. And please subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for over 25 years. You know, everyone says you should work on your relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of. With the partner they fell in love with. On today's episode, we are talking about the topic of acceptance. Acceptance and how that is a really important item in a relationship. So, you know, I pulled up the definition of acceptance. One thing I have to do is accept that I need glasses to read it. So the first one says the action of consenting to receive or undertake something offered. Um, that's kind of not the kind we're wanting to talk about. No, no. What we're talking about more is the second definition, which is the action or process of being received as adequate or suitable, typically to be admitted into a group. This type of acceptance is actually... A primary emotional need. It is. And inherently, we want to feel accepted by people who are close to us, by people who love us. And when it comes to our primary partnership, we absolutely need to feel accepted by them. I think we want to be accepted by the whole world. And the lack of acceptance is the equivalent of shame. Shame means you don't belong. You're not in the group. You're not accepted. And whenever we feel pain, that's what we feel. We feel that that shove outside of being accepted. You know, I think we need to clarify between accepting of one's behavior versus accepting of oneself. Absolutely. You know, we're not talking about being a part of something that's not healthy and tolerating it. Right. And saying, or, or they demanding, you need to accept me, you know, for who I am. Meaning you need to accept my behaviors and the things that I do because that's who I am. Well, that's that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the being part of acceptance of just who somebody is, not their behavior. As a human being at the Mm -hmm. core. Yeah. Right. And, and not trying to change someone, not trying to make them into something that you want, but to accept them at their core as a unique human being in this world. 
think that's as confusing as unconditional love. Yeah, I think so too. You know, and our, our take on unconditional love is you need to create a space of condition in order to be able to have unconditional love. And those conditions we typically agree upon, like we are going to have a monogamous relationship mm-hmm. or we are going to uh, behave in a certain way within our relationship. And that way we can create a safe enough environment to have that acceptance, to have that unconditionalness. But on this earth, it does require conditions. So we are not saying that if you're in a condition that is unsafe and unhealthy, we're not saying of acceptance there. Right. We're ultimately talking about acceptance within the inner sanctum. And, you know, this is this is a concept that, that we have that each couple has this potential to create an inner sanctum. Within that inner sanctum, each person of the relationship feels safe, emotionally safe, and they are able to be vulnerable with their partner. And even though they're risking rejection and risking judgment, they are they feel safe enough to be vulnerable with their partner and then feel accepted. I don't think any of us does such a great job of helping our partner feel that acceptance because we're mostly in a place of trying to protect ourselves. And because we know that negative energy travels so much faster than positive energy, it's so easy for us to look at our partner and point out all their flaws because it makes us feel like we're maybe protecting ourselves or keeping ourselves safe and letting them know what we don't like about them so that hopefully they'll change and we won't have to feel scared or uncomfortable with something. But what we're doing is actually rejecting our partners. And it's usually very simple things. And, you know, we kind of wanted to talk about this topic because we recently uh, started talking to a couple and he was saying, you know, I just can't do anything right. No matter what I do or how I do it, it's not accepted. You know, whether I do the dishes, I, I didn't do them the right way or I fil- didn't fold the clothes the right way in her mind. And whatever's in her mind that she's trying to control is based on some wound or some fear. That's what control is about, is about not feeling safe. But what she's doing is rejecting him so much that he doesn't really feel like participating in doing anything anymore. Because no matter what he does, she's going to have to redo it. She's going to reject him. She is going to uh, belittle him for doing the things he's doing. And I don't think she's very aware of how much this is hurting him. And this is a really common thing. And of course, you know, he's not innocent. It goes in both directions. But it's very common for us not to see the perspective of how much we reject our partners. And I know that was really pivotal for me, Ray, when I realized when I was doing that to you Mm -hmm. and how much pain I was causing you, which I didn't know. I was really so focused on myself and my own stuff that I didn't realize the impact of my behaviors on you. And once I knew that, it gave me the courage to be able to uh, see the world through your eyes and to stop doing that so much. I hope I've improved. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would say that you've significantly improved. <laughs> you know, you know, we've said in the past that only hurting people hurt others. And that's typically what happens is that when you are hurting inside or you are afraid, that is typically when you are going to guard yourself, you are going to pull back, and in that process, you are going to inadvertently hurt your partner by rejecting them, by causing a, a feeling of abandonment in them as well. And so, you know, acceptance is, is actually a very scary thing. You know, it brings up a lot of vulnerability and you are, in essence, dropping any of the natural instinctual guard that you have inside to reach across the table, to be there by your partner's side and accept them for who they are in the face of a potential risk of hurt. I really remember experiencing this in a really big way. And the acceptance that I came to at that point was, you know, if you guys have been listening to the podcast, you've probably heard that, you know, I, I was a runner. So, you know, as a kid, when things were felt unsafe or uncomfortable, I'd go run and hide. It's It was part of my coping skill of being in this world. And so, of course, in our relationship, I did the same thing. Whenever things got difficult, I would run. And I always had it in the back of my head that I could run and stay away. And the acceptance that I came to was, I'm not going anywhere. And I finally said those words out loud to you. And I said, I, no matter what happens in this relationship, no matter how painful it is or whatever, I'm lying to myself to say that I'm going anywhere and I'm hurting you by saying that and behaving like that. And so I accepted that I'm going to be with you for the rest of my life, no matter what, even though I said those words on our wedding day, I really didn't fully embody them until about five years ago. And it was such a game changer for me because what I was doing to myself is letting that pain be bigger than the potential connection and safety that I could feel in this relationship if I let my guard down and let you in. And I literally had a pain in the pit of my stomach most of my life until I did that. And now I very rarely do. And so that acceptance was such a great gift to not only our relationship, but to myself. You know, for me, my counterpart was always this fear of being rejected and abandoned. And that was, you know, something that was a very old wound for me that I carried throughout my entire life. And so, you know, because of that, that fear, there was always this need or desire, more need, you know, to gain, gain approval, right, to get validation at, at all costs. You know, to do whatever you needed to do in order to get someone's validation and approval. And in the process, you, you lose yourself. You, you don't really learn 
about what your own values are and what you are supposed to live up to. Because what you're doing is you're living up to other people's expectations. And so that feeling of acceptance was was never something that I could actually, you know, uh, look forward to having because I was so far from that. It, it was really about this superficial uh, validation and approval, you know, that was such a huge uh, draw for me. And so when, you know, you, you gave that, you know, that reassurance that there wasn't going to be abandonment, there wasn't going to be rejection, it gave me space, gave me room to be able to look at my own values and live by them and not be afraid, you know, to step into that gap. That's really powerful. You know, that I think there's that acceptance. You know, we talk about the the basic primary emotional needs, essential primary emotional needs. We teach about this in our home study course. And they they sound so esoteric and we feel them at such a depth of our being that is so kind of subconscious. But the thing about basic needs is that as adults, we have to meet our own. And it's only when we meet our own that we then can accept them from other people. So, you know, that's kind of what you're talking about is, and and the acceptance that I found was in myself first. Mm. And it was the rejection of my own, you know, tolerance of difficult things or uh, finally forgiving or finally coming to terms with, you know, the bumps and bruises of life that we absolutely need to go through. And, you know, we live in a world that says, oh, poor you. If you've had any experience that's uncomfortable, poor you. But those are such gifts. And we've tried to eliminate all the uncomfortableness of life. And all we've done is taken everything that's externally uncomfortable and created a world that's so comfortable that all that discomfort went inside. And it's a vague sense of anxiety and depression when really facing the world. I think this is why I love hiking so much. It's so hard. Mm. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, it, and it's how you find out what you're made of. And the hardest things to do in this world is to give yourself that acceptance is to give yourself unconditional love is to give yourself, uh, attention. So many people want attention from their partners. And when I, when I'm saying attention, I mean that you look at your partner and you actually act upon what they're thinking and saying and doing instead of rejecting them and trying to get your own needs met. And what we do in the, instead is we don't give our own attention to ourselves. We acquiesce to the world around us. That's what you were talking about. Mm -hmm. That, that if I could just be a chameleon in the world and the world would accept me, then I'd finally have it and I could love myself. But all you're doing is losing yourself in that. If you're a chameleon, then you're not who you are. And that's what I found is that the more, I'm accepting of myself, 
the more I'm responding to what my needs are, the more I'm teaching other people how to treat me as well. You know, the more you're a chameleon in this world also, the less you are actually going to gain acceptance because people will not know who you truly are. And those relationships are not sustainable over a long period of time. In being a chameleon, people aren't going to be able to know who you are and so they can't fully trust you. They can't fully open up to you because they don't really know what is going on underneath. And this is a subconscious thing, you know, subconscious energy that comes about in relationships. And in order to find true acceptance, you, you have to value yourself. You have to live up to your own value set and be who you are, find acceptance for who you are before anyone else can do that for you. You know, we were just working with this couple who uh, she had great unacceptance as a child. She was adopted into a family where uh, the other people, the other children were not adopted. And she was constantly told a message about that. And it was kind of a, an offhanded way of sort of keeping her distant from the family by making her feel special. It was a kind of a strange dichotomy. And so she's managed in the world by trying to get this acceptance to be, to belong. And it, in the process, she actually rejected herself. And she rejected her own feelings, and she kept them tucked in, and she wanted to please other people so much that they would continue to include her and accept her that she lost herself. And this is a really common thing we do at a place of great kindness. You know, we don't want our partner to feel uncomfortable or angry about something so we keep it in we don't share who we really are our real feelings for the fear that we're hurting them and that is always going to be the wrong way to do things and to accept a part of yourself and to finally share it with your partner that's a real healing comes in real healing yeah that keeping things in is is a recipe for disaster is going to blow up in the end anyway. It, it is not something that you think you're going to be able to just bury for the rest of your life. You know, it is so important for couples to evolve in their relationship. And when they remain stagnant for such a long time, then they miss out on that opportunity of creating that inner, inner sanctum and that closest bond that you could have to another human being you know we're sitting in a place we've never sat before to record this podcast and I'm looking across the room and there's a photograph on the wall of us on our wedding day and it's one of those double exposure pictures so at the bottom of the picture is us kneeling at the altar and at the top of the picture is us looking down on ourselves. And in my mind, I'm sort of superimposing who we are today. Mm. Onto this picture, looking down at the last 25 years of marriage 
and who we were back then and who we've become. And interestingly, this photograph is next to a photograph of my grandparents' wedding. And I think a lot when we're younger, we look at our grandparents and our parents' marriages and we look at everything they did that we don't like. And we don't accept who they were and the lives they lived and what they went through and the decisions they made based on where they were. And we judge them. And we say, well, I'm better than that. I won't live like that. And then next to them is a picture of our granddaughter who is this, it's it's a picture taken. It's her first photo. At the moment of her birth, probably not even a minute after she was born. And there's just potential. There's just hope, which is her middle name, which is fun. And she's completely trusting, completely accepting because she has no choice. She's at the mercy of whatever's happening to her right now in this moment of her life. And it is so easy to unconditionally love and accept her and to not have any expectations. Mm -hmm. So you have the history where we completely judge and then the potential of the future that our wiser selves knows that whatever she goes through, it it's going to be what needs to happen in this world. And it's colored by so many things. And it's just kind of this interesting timeline of past, present, and future. And the different levels of acceptance that I felt myself go through within my life. And look at us. We look fabulous. <laughs> Are you talking about Our the picture, picture or the wedding picture or now? <laughs> you know, I think we look fabulous now too. I I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't go back there for nothing. No, no, no that way. A long time ago, and you know, when I look at that picture, I just see two different, very different people. Yeah. You know than we are now, and much wiser for it. But that's that's the point, isn't it? Right. Well, more scars. The More point bumps is, and bruises. is to grow. The point is to, you know, go through the bumps and bruises and, and hopefully learn along the way. And I think that it is that longevity of taking those vows seriously and trying to do right by each other that has allowed us to grow into the people we've become today. And, you know, we always say we can't teach it if we don't live it. And we've always been as honest as we can about the reality of a long-term relationship and the beauty of where it's at today, even though, you know, we still piss each other off. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Not as much as we used to. No, I, I, I look at the picture and I know, you know, I have a lot more acceptance for who I am as a person in this world than I did back then. And, you know, back then I was still very much confused as to, you know, how to be a good husband, a good father, and and a good man in this world. And, and I uh, feel much closer, you know, to that value set nowadays and now today, you know, because of all the bumps and bruises all along the way. And, and the fact that I've, I've learned 
along the way. And, and I could say the same for our relationship and, and what we have done and what we have evolved into. And, you know, the, the fact that we do this work is, you know, really from a place of, of love and compassion because we know what those bumps and bruises were like and how painful it was. And, and if we could help couples go through their own and their own evolution and we can help them through that process, then, you know, it, it really, it warms my heart and makes me feel good about being in this, in this world and the, the footprint and the legacy that we leave. I just heard something, I read it somewhere, and it was this farmer who had really good corn. And he took his kernels of corn and he shared them with his farmer neighbors so they could also plant. And when he was interviewed, because he has the best corn, why do you share that with your neighbors? And he said, well, if I share it with my neighbors, their corn's going to cross-pollinate with my corn, and their corn's going to give me better corn. So when I share... And I make the world better for my neighbors. It makes my world richer as well. And it's the same thing, right? The, the more people who feel good in this world and hurt less, the better the world's going to be that we can all enjoy. And that's the beautiful thing about giving and acceptance is it makes the environment nicer as well. And, you know, just as I look at this picture of myself, 25 years ago and I always looked in the mirror and saw flaws and I always thought if I could just you know lose a couple pounds or do this or do that I would be more lovable and more acceptant acceptable and that never changed throughout the years that no matter where I was when I looked back at those pictures I always thought what was I thinking I looked fine or even pretty and even today when I look in the mirror and I think, you know, really should lose some weight or something. And then I have to remind myself, well, maybe myself five years from now is going to look back and say, what are you talking about? You're fine. And, and I think those moments are coming closer together of accepting myself in the present time and not just looking back and saying, what was I thinking? I was okay. And... I've really enjoyed the last 25 years of my life with you. And I, I hope to grow in, in my acceptance of myself and of you and our relationship. Here's to another 25. Yeah. So we want to thank you for joining us today on Couple Synergy. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. For all of you listening, please let us know how you enjoy the show. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as Relationship 101, the home study course, the Couples Relationship Enhancement Weekend, and our premier coaching program called Couple to Couple, look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you've had some questions or some comments, reach out. We'd love to hear from you. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life 
and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez. Mm-hmm.